Welcome to the Assemble Dance Studio podcast, your go-to source for bite-sized lessons in growing and running your dance studio. I'm your host, Claire O'Shea, and I'm a dance studio owner and business coach, helping you grow your dance studio simply and successfully so you can reach more students, grow your business, and become the go-to dance studio in your area. Want to join my signature studio growth webinar? Sign up for my free webinar, The Complete Roadmap to Dance Studio Growth at assemblédancestudiocoaching.com forward slash roadmap. Now sit back, relax and enjoy the show. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of my episodes released weekly. Hi guys, it's Clara Shea here and welcome back to another episode of the Assemblé Dance Studio Coaching Podcast. In today's episode, I am joined by the inspiring Maya Pullen, who is a dance studio owner and online educator born and raised in Texas. So Maya began dancing at the age of two and Maya's passion for dance was intensified in high school when she was on her high school drill team, which is one of the oldest drill teams in the state of Texas. After high school and entering college, Maya started renting out a local dance studio to teach dance team prep classes for dancers who wanted to try out in the high school dance team. The business eventually grew enough to where Maya was able to open her own studio in August 2017. When her first year opened, she ended the season with 180 dancers. The studio now has around 300 dancers. Maya is expanding her studio to open a second location in another city this summer and in February 2021 opened her online dance studio for kids, which is called Dance With Me. Maya has also been the coordinator for the college dance team for three years and is a college instructor at a community college. Maya has been married to her husband Ronnie for over two years and they have two whippets, Ellie and Brock. A little bit more about Maya's online dance studio. So Maya started the online dance with me as a local at-home dance program through her studio in May 2020. The program was a great solution for parents and students who didn't feel quite comfortable going back to the studio that summer with the global pandemic still in full swing. They wanted to go a different route than most studios were going at the time with live dance classes and they wanted to exclusively do pre-recorded video lessons. Maya believed it fit into the dancers and parents' crazy schedules and they weren't stressed out about joining a Zoom class at a certain time. After seeing the possibilities in the online dance world and that the need for online dance classes is not going anywhere, even after the pandemic is long gone, she decided to bring this program to the next level. In August 2020, they started professionally recording videos and creating six video dance courses where dancers could progress their skills while still having a fun at home dance option. Dance With Me officially launched in February 2021 and they currently have nine dance courses with more being added each month beginning in in April this year. So in our chat, Maya and I talked about sort of the practical elements about launching a different element to your business and being able to have an online business as well as a brick and mortar business. And we also talked about managing multiple businesses and being interested in multiple different things and trying to manage that time-wise. So we had a really interesting conversation. I'm sure all studio owners will take something out of it, whether you're looking at creating a new program in a school or whether you're looking at starting your own online program or whether you're looking more even just to start birthday parties or something extra. It's all about how we can fit it into our schedules and how we can grow multiple facets of our business. Now, Maya has a special offer that I'm going to share with you at the end of the episode. So if you're interested in that, be sure to listen all the way through to the end. Let's jump straight into the podcast. (laughs) 
So I'm so excited to be joined by Maya Pullen today on the podcast. Welcome, Maya. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited. I'm super excited to have you on the show and meet you uh, on Zoom as well. So can you tell me, you know, a little bit about you and where you are and a little bit about your business and I guess how you started working with dance studio owners or how you even got your business kind of going online? Yeah, so I am um, live in San Angelo, Texas in the United States. Um, my, I have my brick and mortar company, which is my local studio prep academy dance studio um, and we've been open for three years and then um, we opened our online dance studio for kids in February this year 2021 Um, so this is brand new Uh, the idea of it is that it's um, you know an online dance studio you have courses Uh, the idea came from like I mean since you're a business coach you'll probably understand this and your listeners will too is you know having an online course you can take and learn something and take skills from that um, so very similar concept just applied to dance and to dance classes. Um, so that's my um, new business where studio owners can recommend students and earn a commission based off of that if they don't have their own online dance program. Um, then it's just easy um, for them to be able to um, recommend students or kind of embed our program into their existing program and not have to worry about the online side of things since um, usually we don't have a lot of online students in a you know, physical studio. So yeah, yeah, that's your owners play into it. Amazing. And so I really like what you said about how you took a, I guess, a model that was outside of what the, you know, the standard dance studio model would be. And you, you know, tweaked it and set it up. So it works now for your new business, your online business. So I know it probably came out of necessity at the time, but do you have intentions of continuing and growing this online side of the studio and maybe branching out more into like as a resource for studio owners? Yes, I really do want to. Um, I want to continue expanding. Um, We're going to keep uploading new courses, new dance courses each month is our plan, at least for a while until we get a good like buildup of courses. Right now we only have nine courses Um, but we're going to start releasing a new course each month. So grow that way. And then of course, yeah, growing to accommodate studio owners and help studio owners in, um, kind of whatever direction it takes us. I'm really open to ideas right now. And I want the studio owners to kind of tell us what they need and be able to grow off of that platform too. Amazing. So with that in mind, I know you have your brick and mortar dance studio. Are you doing in-person classes at the moment or are you still all virtual? Yes, we are doing in-person. Luckily in Texas, um, we have been very lucky to not have to shut down that much. Um, so we've been doing in-person since May of 2020. Um, so last May we've been able, I know, <laughs> very lucky, um, it, just smaller class sizes. Um, so yeah, yeah, we're able to still the digital platform we did and um, open on a smaller basis to our parents over the summer because some were just not comfortable coming in the studio yet even though they were allowed to so we've launched this on a smaller basis to our students and now it's just on a more uh worldwide web version of it so yeah amazing that's really cool and like you said you know every there's so many, depending on different situations, there's so many people who are still not allowed in-person classes and yeah. like print, may, probably different to you, but I've been open 
since July last year. And we, again, had number restrictions, but in Australia, like where I live, there's not really cases of COVID anymore and there hasn't been community transmission for I'm not sure how long. So it just really depends, I guess, on your state or your country. Um, But in saying that, I really have seen a shift to people then being, and parents, being open to the concept of online classes, where before I just don't think that it was something that they would have considered. Is that something that you've come across as well? Oh, yeah, I think 100%. Um, I, I don't know if it was you I was talking to about this via email or someone else, but I don't think online dance is going anywhere. I don't think it's going to stop. I think it's going to continue to grow. It may be a small group of people and a like niche thing that um, online dance appeals to certain people. But yeah, I think it's a concept that was not even you know thought of before. Like a lot of things we've had to innovate in the studio industry and in other industries as well too during COVID, just not even a thought. And now it's a whole business, so... Yeah. Amazing. So with that in mind, you've kind of given us a bit of an idea of uh, what your brick and mortar business was like and how you've gone and set up about now your online business as well. So can you tell me a little bit more about yourself and I guess what a regular day looks like for you at the moment, juggling two different businesses? I guess they're very different in, in your clientele and what you have to do in preparation. So a little bit what your day to day looks like at the moment. Yeah, for sure. Sorry, I kind of skipped over that part of it. Um, So right now I um, run the brick and mortar business, right? The studio here in San Angelo. And we have about 300 students at our local studio. I have 11 staff. I just hired a studio manager though. So I'm able to give some stuff to her, which has been really awesome. Um, So kind of delegating, which is hard for us studio owners slash control freaks, at least me. Um, And then... I also am running the dance with me, the online dance studio, completely different. Um, I also am a college instructor. So I teach government, totally different, (laughs) totally different realm and world, but I teach government for community college. That's what my degrees are in. Um, So yeah, uh, day to day is I teach and then go home at 2 p.m. and work on these businesses and try to get them up and running and successful. The online dance studio obviously is a lot harder to kind of launch uh, than a brick and mortar business because you have, I mean, you have the whole world to advertise to, not just a city. So um, definitely trying to figure out that marketing and looking at um, programs for that and how to best help those studio owners and just let them know about my program that can help them um, because that's my main goal is to be able to help people. Yeah. Amazing. And like you said, there's definitely, there's definitely a lot of power. And I talk about it um, in other episodes and a lot in like niching down and a part of niching down generally means we're only advertising to our city or our region. But when Uh you have such a broader market, you have to look at the niche in a different way to really target like working parents or people still in lockdown or people who, you know, maybe don't have access to uh, a dance class in a rural area. So it's a different niche altogether and just trying to figure out, I guess, how to do advertising and stuff, which is um, a different kind of challenge, but still pretty exciting. Yeah. And you had said that, I think that's what you had ended on too. So that's perfect. Um, Awesome. So again, 
I know we've touched on this briefly, but I'm really intrigued about the concept of pivoting during COVID times or pivoting during a time of, you know, maybe loss of business or pivoting during a time where something's not working. We, that kind of what triggered you to really start this online business or was this something that was always in the back of your head and it was just the right timing? No, it was definitely a pivot move at first, at least. Um, Definitely a, oh my gosh, how are we going to continue our dance classes to our current paying customers so we're not losing that income? I'm just kind of like a survival tactic. So yeah, definitely a pivot move at first for me. Um, And then we went straight to pre-recorded videos and publishing these on YouTube as unlisted. So we just send the links to the parents so they could practice at any time Mm -hmm. because the thing parents were having to work from home and homeschool and like doing a live class at a certain time, even though they had been doing that class at a certain time was no longer, they weren't able to do that anymore. If they were, it was really stressful. So we pivoted to that uh, pre-recorded videos, post uploading them. That way they had access to to those videos all week to practice as well too. So kind of like an entertainment aspect for the parents who had these kids at home. Um, And then from there, we realized the pre-recorded videos worked. Um, and that's when I started thinking, okay, cool. This could be something more than just a pivot. It could be for um, kids that are chronically ill. So my sister has um, rheumatoid arthritis. She was diagnosed when she was two um, and she's 18 now. But like a pandemic like this, she still would not be allowed out. Like she would, I mean, she's still not able to go to classes in person for college. So something like this could have really kept her dancing and still learning because that's the cool thing about the online course process is it's a course. You're still learning. You're still progressing your skills just like you would in class. It's not just a dance party type thing, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you touched on it briefly then, Mm -hmm. looking at the difference between Obviously, there's so many benefits to in-person classes in the studio. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> but what 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 differences do you see or benefits do you see for online dance education? Maybe other than the fact that again, it's it's more accessible, particularly mm-hmm. in something like a pandemic, like you said, people who are chronically ill or mm-hmm. um, you know have immune deficiencies and things who can't go out can access it. Is there any other benefits that you've seen that maybe have surprised you? Uh, Yeah, I think for sure. um, Kids with like anxiety disorders. So kind of going to the medical side of things. So both my parents are in the medical field. So that's where my brain goes sometimes. But anxiety disorders, um, kids with special needs or their parents may not feel comfortable bringing them to a studio um, with um, other students. So having the outlet for them. And like you said, exactly. So I live in San Angelo, Texas, where we have a ton of tiny surrounding towns around us that have nothing extracurricular, um, where it could be really hard for them to drive 40 miles into town each day. People have a dance class. Um, So yeah, definitely that aspect of it too. And just benefits almost as an extra education or continuing education. So maybe you're doing an in-person dance class, but you're doing this on the side um, to enhance your skills or for parents to entertain their kiddos at home. We've pivoted to, um, working at home. Like some businesses, they're just permanently doing that now. So making that shift in childcare and, uh, extracurricular is going to happen too, I'm sure. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, even though it might not be the only option, like I still think there's always going to be a place for brick and mortar, but I think that people have experienced the flexibility and the, and the mm-hmm. not having to be in the car as much and the time it saves between things. And it's just, it is more convenient. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, definitely more convenient and can be useful for certain groups of people. And yeah. I'm excited where that grows and things that I have not thought of yet that will be brought to my attention, I'm sure. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think that's really awesome. So talking more about now um, your uh, pro- online program and how, you know, you started it with in for your parents and now you're pivoting to look at it for other studio owners. Like you said, you have the commission how, how, how do you see at the moment that your service benefits other studio owners or potentially can benefit them in the future? Yeah, so our program is open to dancers to register independently so they don't have to be a part of a studio. Because the main idea of this, at least for me originally, was not to open it up to studio owners, just kind of be open in general. Um, but the studio owner aspect came along because um, I've heard of a similar program with a different, um, different what's the word, like extra different yeah um but they had kind of a similar program where you refer people and get a commission so I thought that this might help studio owners because it is expensive to set up an online dance studio at least in a professional sense um where it looks good and it sounds good and you're like proud of the product you're putting out um it's expensive so it can help studio owners save money if they have these online courses they can offer their students like I said they can almost embed it into their website Um, and just kind of send students to our site where they register. Um, And then we take care of everything. So we get the students signed up, we send them emails, we um, tell them how to, you know, access their course. So the studio owner is really making commission off of just referring students that I think might be a good fit. So trying to make it easy, just literally make online dance easy for studio owners and still make it an option for them when COVID's gone. Yeah, amazing. Um, and I guess my, I only have a couple more questions for you, but you mentioned before about how you're juggling, you know, being a, a college teacher and that you've got your brick and mortar business with like a large size studio. You've got now this new business. So I'm sure there's probably some people listening going like, you know, oh my gosh, how does she manage it? How does she spend time on each business? Or like, they might even have an idea that they've been in the back of their head for ages, but they just haven't taken a leap. Do you have any recommendations or, uh, you know, inspiration, I guess, for why people should start it? Or if if you, what, you know, just like a little tip or trick about that, managing all the different ideas and jobs that you have? Yeah, for sure. I think that's an awesome question. Thanks. So definitely you have to get over the fear of like failure that and that's such a hard thing and I know people know that for the most part but we don't try things because we're scared that it won't work or we're gonna lose money or whatever your reasoning might be but definitely just going for something um and doing it to the best of your ability even if that's not monetary so you can you know start your business at a smaller scale um, whether that be in the dance industry or something else, and then grow on that um, idea and kind of grow your market. Right now with the Dance With Me, um, personally, I think that's something that I, you know, I could have kind of done in the beginning or could still do is I need to kind of step back 
and look at the smaller market first um, and then grow monetarily on that smaller market and then kind of add your markets from there. So I think if you're wanting to start something new, just start small, give it your all in that small area. And then as you grow and make money off of that, you can add markets and add value. Yeah. Amazing. I would agree as well. I think it's, and you know, I've struggled with myself in the past too. It's, it's the fear of failing, but also sometimes it's like, oh, but if it goes really well, I'm just going to be like too busy. And it's like, well, yes, we can deal with that when we get to it. Um, but in the meantime, I think it's really awesome. And, you know, not that I never encourage people to have like, you know, four things going on at once. You don't have to do that. But if you have a passion for something as well, it's really exciting to see that you, you know, you can manage it. And I know everyone's personal circumstances are different as well, but um, like you said, you can start small. You don't have to invest a lot of money to get started and then really see how you go from there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I know you talk about this in your podcast too, but just social media is an amazing tool to get your word out there and you don't have to spend a lot of money on it either. It can be free or $5 a day and that can help build those markets in the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. So to finish up, I always like to ask this question because I just love hearing what other people are loving at the moment. So what are three of your favorite tools or apps that you're using at the moment or using all the time that you would really encourage other people to check out? Yeah. Um, so right now I'm using, um, kind of revamping how I do my post. And this is actually a lot from, I don't know if you've heard confetti on the dance floor, um, but yes, I love confetti on the dance floor. They're amazing. Um, and I did one of their webinars and have, um, of course, listened to some of their podcasts too. And they do their social media posts, um, with pick stitch and word swag, which I knew of those apps, but when they explain it and how to make your post, um, so um, word swag, pick stitch, getting the paid versions for those super easy and cheap. So those are definitely my top apps. Um, and then I guess right now, what this is like something obvious, but good that I've been using recently is really diving into my G suite, the Google mm. suite that you if you're paying for that, or even if you're not paying for it, Google has a lot of awesome features to help you stay organized. Um, for example, I just, like I said, hired a studio manager part-time um, and it has a task board where you can add tasks to someone in a to-do list and it shows up on their Google calendar. And it also shows up on my Google calendar so we can like, you know, co-work together. So it's really a good feature of Google that I didn't even know existed until two days ago. <laughs> so. Yeah. Amazing. I think that all of the like tools within the Google suite are just incredible. So that sounds really awesome. And the other apps that you mentioned, Pick Stitch and Word, is it Word Swag? Yes. I think it's Pick Collage. I think I said it wrong. Okay. Yeah. And their paid versions are like $4 a month and you just can make super cute posts and they're fun. They're more genuine than Canva. I feel like, and especially as a studio owner, attracting parents, mm-hmm. I feel like that's genuine. Amazing. Perfect. Yeah. Like I love Canva and I'm sure everyone's heard of it, but I think uh-huh. I know what you're trying to say in that it's a bit maybe more kid targeted or a little less, not less polished. That's the wrong word, but a little bit more authentic. Like you were saying. Yeah. Exactly. It is. They have like cute little fun backgrounds and stickers you can add and you can still make it really professional by attracting Mm. customers in my opinion. So 
Amazing. So Maya, I just want to thank you again so much for joining me today. It was really awesome to hear about how you've pivoted to an online market from your brick and mortar business and how you are serving currently dancers and dance studio owners around the world. And I can't wait to see how it continues to grow. So thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I look forward to seeing where this goes and um, seeing where your business goes as well too. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Assemblée Dance Studio Coaching Podcast. Like I mentioned at the start of the show, if you're interested, Maya currently has an offer for dance studio owners that can join her affiliate program for free for a limited time. All they need to do is refer dancers to their program. They need to sign up and then the studios will receive a 15% commission. So if you're interested in doing that at your studio or wanting more information, be sure to check out Maya's program and to check out her contact information. You can find her on Instagram at dancewithme.online or you can find her website information at dancewithmeonline.co. Thank you for listening to the Assemblé Dance Studio Coaching Podcast with your host, me, Claire O'Shea. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it on your stories on Instagram and tag the show or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Assemblé Dance Studio Coaching. Tune in next week for another episode all about helping you grow your dance studio simply and successfully so you can reach more students, grow your business and become the go-to dance studio in your area. See you then.